difficult, 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 the podcast <laughs> yes and what podcast are you listening to you are listening to difficult women <laughs> are you difficult yeah always <laughs> how about you oh yeah girl oh, so yeah. difficult i think i was called difficult just last week thank you very much mm. um this voice right here is marie and this is katie hi how are you great <laughs> good <laughs> I was actually talking to them, but whatever, oh, okay. it's fine. <laughs> and we have a caller now. Bing, bing, no. people. God, yeah. I really want to do that someday. Right, one day, we'll have to figure it out. That'd be so cool. Can any of you go back into the past and call <laughs> us so that you can be on this podcast? That'd be great. I just, I love that. One day. Oh, but we have been getting a ton of emails lately. We have been getting a lot of emails. Let's go, go into the email banks. Let's go into Email banks. We're going into the email banks. I don't even know what it was. An email bank. (laughs) (laughs) There's sperm, and then there's emails, and then don't get them confused. No, trying to have a bubba. So we got we got an email, and it's from Emma, and she says, "Love the band, love the podcast. Y'all are doing a great job. I just listened to the most recent episode. She had sent this a couple weeks ago, by the way. Uh, Periods are magic. Uh, You didn't." really mention it so I was wondering what your thoughts on using period blood or depicting menstruation in art like painting with period blood or vaginal knitting would you ever try it or buy it I'd say Emma you haven't seen how I painted my room (laughs) gross Uh, wait what's vaginal knitting oh I've definitely seen vaginal knitting it's like when you take yarn put it in your pussy when you're having your period and then you pull it out you know how like oh, you pull like the you've yarn dyed it by the, co- by the, the color, your period, yeah. Oh. But you, do, like, you pull it from your vagina and knit. Oh, at, like it's like an active. Oh thing. no, I yes. would never. Do I that. feels like that would cause a lot of chafing, internal yeah. chafing. I don't know. I thought it was like a beautiful way to dye a I mean, dress you that you've always, a new tie dye form. Do that, but maybe I would what, do that. That's not what vaginal knitting is. Nope, though. I would not. Uh, you know, I'm so pro. Yes. creativity and art and like doing put using menstrual blood for things to to make a point and maybe you can make some really cool things with that i don't know if that's for me yes <laughs> that's how i feel yeah. i would love it for other people to do it i think and i great. would even go and have past hors d'oeuvres at the opening reception sure and at a yeah museum or something yeah. i think it's worth putting out there because it's useful i like those instagram accounts where they really like Mm-hmm. do a lot of like period blood art mm-hmm. i'm into that mm-hmm. um but vaginal knitting is not my kind of arts and crafts <laughs> i'm sorry to say. but thank you emma for writing us and was, that's, that's a great such question a great, that is a great question yeah and what do you guys think of vaginal knitting <laughs> that one happens <laughs> but if you wash it then is it i mean oh I man know. what if you accidentally get that one piece of vaginal knitting in all your white clothes and then all of them turn pink oh we hate that. when that that's happens that's not how that works what if you like dipped it in hydrogen peroxide and you're like oh no i ruined the art (laughs) (laughs) anyway well i have some really cool new information that i found out because i was back home in nashville for a couple weeks and i hung out with some old high school friends cool um so last week we were talking about the high women oh yeah um and i felt so bad i couldn't name the fourth singer her name is natalie hemby Mm -hmm. and guess what what she went to my high school. Oh, nobody has gone to my high school. Well, I think we exciting. had we had Casey Atwood or Affleck, Casey Affleck. Uh, no, K- Casey somebody who was a NASCAR driver. 
And then now Natalie Hemby. She was two years older than I am. And so she is an incredible and very prestigious song singer songwriter in Nashville. And so, but the high women, her being a part of that is like her first real big break of, of, being out there and singing for herself and stuff. That's so. exciting. Good for but her. I didn't know she went to my high school. Good for all y'all. Yeah, I thought that was interesting for me. I don't yeah. know so much for you. <laughs> it's real important. Well, I mean, like Prince of Jordan went to your high school, yeah. so I yeah. thought uh, I got to have something yeah. to contribute. Yeah, that's good. Well, I don't know what he's doing now, but I know what, now we know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Wow. Let's bring this energy up and talk about something that's so exciting. Oh, my God. That so hopeful. It's so hopeful <laughs> and so wonderful. And so, man, it just makes me looking makes me forward giddy. to tomorrow. Yep. And that's climate change. <laughs> oh, gosh. What are we going to do? Hmm. Well, here's the thing about <laughs> climate change. <laughs> there are people that don't believe it's man-made. Yeah. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. There was something somebody said once it was like 99 out of 100 scientists or something like that. were saying like this is definitely true. Here's all the science and the facts behind it. They just discovered recently that that one other scientist that was holding out Mm -hmm. that there was all these flaws in his research. So it's basically 100 percent of scientists can -hmm. confirm that it is man-made. And yet people don't want to believe it. I definitely believe in man-made climate change. Yes. Uh, and I, and I don't know why people (laughs) don't want to believe in it. I did read, um, I was sort of looking it up though to say like, well, what is the deal here? Mm -hmm. And I did see, um, a lot of it is from some sort of psychological perspective, which is just denial, basically Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. psychological denial. And that if something is inconvenient for somebody, Mm. they don't want to believe that it's true. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we really have to take a look at our actions, and change them like mm-hmm. less air travel and right. eating less meat and mm-hmm. not wasting electricity like we've been used to and not wasting water like we've been used to. That's really inconvenient for people and mm-hmm. they don't want to change. Right. Because they've gotten used to right. taking their jets and totally. eating their steak. Yeah. And in addition to that, that the that the outcome, if we don't make the changes, is so terrifying. Yes. And it, and also affects people's plans their life plans you know like they wanted to get married and have children and have a normal life and retire early and all that stuff well none of that's going to be able to happen if we if everything's falling apart right Mm -hmm. so people just don't it's like a human thing to like shut down and not want to like actually deal with the reality of what's going on so that's definitely a big part of i think what some of this denial stuff is about and i was watching this youtube video and it was explaining that a lot of the deniers like to bring up that the earth has gone through temperature changes through the thousands of years that it's existed. However, currently in the last like 30 years or, or even before that, since the industrial revolution, because of fossil fuels, the, the, how quickly the earth has warmed, that's the most alarming part. Right. And that uh, we were saying too, before we started that what this 2018 was the highest recorded year. Yes. Hottest year. And then 2019 has been the the hottest hottest summer that we've ever had. And the the wildfires and all the things that are going on. Right. It's like a real thing y'all. And you can see it for your own freaking eyes. Right. You know, I mean, I was in South Carolina this summer and I was evacuated because of the hurricane. And, you know, we've had flooding in Nashville. My parents' house was, you know, the rising creek in the backyard. Like, you know, we've had friends in California that had to leave their homes because of the wildfire. I mean, it is happening 
to us. Yeah, no, it's true. It is happening to us right mm-hmm. now. And I, I think, again, people want to make as many excuses as they can uh, around like, well, it's normal fluctuations and it's not actually. Oh, it reminds me of this story. We sort of had brought this up before, but once we got into an argument with a, not an argument, we got into a discussion in a ca- in the cab in North Carolina mm-hmm. with a cab driver about all sorts of different, he was very conservative and we are not so conservative. <laughs> and at one point he was, and he's jumping topics. Like every time you kind of pin him down a little, he'd like jump to another topic. And one of the ones he wanted to go to was, he's like, well, do you really believe climate change is man-made? And it's not man-made. It's not man-made. It's just normal oh, right. like fluctuations. And I, I was like, well, what do you think is causing climate change? And he was like, I mean, it's the cows. It's the cows that are doing it. And I was like, Okay. I was like, I can actually buy into that a little bit, like with all the methane that they produce. I was like, but who do you think is bringing all these cows over here? <laughs> Why do you think there's so many cows? It's not because the cows were like, I know, we're going to destroy the earth. And he had never uh, thought about that. Right. He was like, Yeah, oh. his mind was blown yeah. that day. And I think that there's all these like little hot, t- you know, like 30 oh, minute yeah. bits. Like, yeah. you know, you take like one sentence, then you regurgitate it over and over Oh, yeah. Over how how cows, Elizabeth, the cows. Elizabeth Warren is, is wants to get it. Oh, no. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is trying to take away cows. That's what people, those are the sound right. bites that people are trying to say. Right. It's just like real weird. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we should eat less meat. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of things we can do. Um, That was the other point that somebody had made on Twitter or something. But they were saying that, like, let's say we're not sure if it's man-made, even though we're pretty damn sure that this is a man-made thing. If you believe in science, yes. But, <laughs> sure. But let's just give you the benefit of the doubt. Meat causes, like, uh, overconsumption of meat can be bad for your health. Mm-hmm. All the pollution in the air, which we nobody's denying is out there, that can be bad for your health. So he was saying, why aren't we trying to make some of these changes even just for our health? <laughs> right. Even if you don't believe in climate change... It, th- at minimum, we can start moving towards these cleaner energies and this healthier way of living for, mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. Well, so I researched this morning about the Green New Deal. And obviously, we've been hearing so much about it, especially because of Alexandria. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez has been, you know, that's her big platform. And so she partnered with the, con- the senator, Ed Markey, and together they came up with this. Um, it's a resolution, so it's not it's not a law, it's not a bill, it's not you know new well, legislation. Isn't it modeled off the the new deal, yeah. from like during the um, Great Depression, Great Depression, where like we really had to buckle down and start making right. some changes, otherwise we were right. fucked. Yeah. So basically, it's fourteen pages of just there's two um, two big theses thesi thesi theses no yeah. it's like the. Mm. Thigh, thigh, thigh highs, thigh highs, <laughs> thigh highs in this There's thing. There's two thigh highs it's in real this sexy, thing, y'all. <laughs> I totally buy new Green New Deal thigh highs. Why not? <laughs> but so basically. There's the first one is what we need to do to solve the pending climate crisis. And it sets out some goals that we could do. And basically, to sum it up, is that we have to do away with. Uh, oh wait, we, we need to. Com- Completely stop burning fossil fuels as much as technologically feasible, period. So then the second part is that it then acknowledges that the transitioning Americans from fossil fuels into this like new economy of clean energy, it will take away people's jobs and uh, it will it, it will take away people's health care. It will maybe even take away people's homes. But we have to transition into a totally new economy. Right. Which is that is what's 
absolutely terrifying about. So they have all these scientific facts about how if we could do away with fossil fuels and start creating renewable energy, how much that could save, you know, the planet, the world or whatever. But but the idea of of how to do that and and also this plan doesn't have a, a like a precise plan of like how to do that this is just an idea or a resolution like this is what we have to do to, this is to ha- make some changes yeah i mean of course like so people are up the, in arms about yeah. it well and also i mean i don't know the details of the new deal either but i know that people had to make a lot of sacrifices right. during the new deal and the country united together and they were like okay we get it yeah like, we're gonna do these things because it's for the betterment of our community and our future generations. Right. And one of the things that they didn't have to contend with in during the collapse of the economy at that time was that um, they don't have these like multi-billion dollar companies Mm -hmm. that have been squeezing the little guy for all these years and trying to just like have, you know, their income be the bottom line left Mm -hmm. and right, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that they don't care about us. They don't care about the country. Clearly there, there are many reasons why we can, the things we can point to that demonstrates that. So, and, and our political situation right now is so divided, Mm -hmm. you know, with the way the Trump's supporters versus everybody else. (laughs) That's (laughs) how I see it at this point. Um, That, you know, to to have everybody kind of unite around this Green New Deal is probably going to be really yeah it's difficult. it seems almost impossible to get and, people and on with board things, with that right and all I mean, the sound creating bites. a new economy right well and all the sound bites with Fox News and it's not oh, an impossibility yeah. at all no. and in fact like creating a new economy can so some people lose their jobs but it also means that new jobs are created and some of those people then can transfer right. into right. jobs also by the way it's not like there's this really this is a little off topic but there's this really great documentary i want to say it's called american factory Mm. it's on netflix and it's about um these this chinese company that wants to start making cars in or like glass for cars in the united states and so they bring their chinese employees over to like show american workers how to make their glass and what you see is this conflict of how American workers work versus how people in China work and how and people in China are basically really overworked and mm-hmm. how in America we're like really fighting for our unions, but they, the companies don't want to unionize. Mm-hmm. And so people are just not the important part of the company anymore. Mm-hmm. And back during like Ford Motor Company and people had, were paid living wages and people were like treated properly and people were taken right. care of and they were safe in their jobs. What are we fighting for anymore? <laughs> My point is that, yeah. that if those are the jobs that we have right now, what right. if we move right. into like a world, this could be benefit all these people that are really against it because they're afraid of losing their jobs. They might get better jobs. Right. They might have a better situation, you know, if we can and be making impose, more money. And if we can impose some of that on these new companies and and put some more, you know, mm-hmm. regulations on these companies, then mm-hmm. that could actually be really a great, not quite clean slate, but a great transition. Right. Place. Now, all of this is a little pie in the sky, I'm afraid. But so... Well, I think Elizabeth Warren has a, a good plan set. She's got a plan for she's everything. Got a plan. She's got her. a plan for everything. Yeah, I, I know. Her. I do, too. I like her a lot. She's one of the few people that, that are really talking does about it. Well, Otherwise, she, you know, yeah. Biden's been like, well, we can sort of, you know, fi- meet somewhere in the middle. Right. It's like, no, we can't. That's not really where we're at right now. Yeah. This is an emergency. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a beyond an emergency. Right. Um, Speaking of which, who's going to save us? <laughs> 
a little girl from no yeah well it turns out all the children all the children of the world yeah Yeah. they're mad and i don't blame them oh my god and they're terrified they're not just mad they're terrified i i was reading something about the children of today are more anxious than they were during the great depression i was seeing something too and maybe it was during the u.n talks or something when the kids came and talked to the members of the u.n somebody said something along the lines of like we don't talk Kids today don't talk in terms of, in the future, I'm going to be a, a right. you know, lawyer. Mm-hmm. They say, like, if the oh world gosh. still exists, I'd like to be a lawyer. Or they'll say, like, I want to visit the Florida Keys. They don't say that anymore. They say, like, if the Florida Keys still exist, that would be a place I'd like to go. I mean, that's oh, the reality. That's so sad. But you guys, like, listen to what's happening right now. Think of, like, what that, we literally have robbed these children of their futures mm-hmm. in every in the most literal sense <laughs> right they have they could potentially have nothing but enter greta thunberg yeah who is just badass she's super badass and difficult i, I think if there was any difficult much. woman out there this is the one we're going to be talking about today and um, she's been called all sorts of things, and difficult was also included for sure. <laughs> they, uh, if you don't know who she is, she's a Swedish young lady. She started uh, at fifteen. She started. Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, she started at eight, or well, from what I heard, this this whole movement oh, yeah. started. She when oh, she, yeah. like when she was fifteen, she. Um, what is that called? Oh, she went to, did a strike on school, so she didn't want to go to mm. school. Instead, she sat in front of the Swedish Parliament, um, like every Friday, for, yeah, right for um, you know climate change. And this movement picked up amongst children across the United the world, mm-hmm. and um, they started taking off Fridays. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a name for it. Oh, Fridays for Future. Mm. So it was, um, yeah. And she was just sitting out there by herself for a while, mm. uh, and she was trying to make a point just with that and she, uh, there was quotes of her saying i never in a million years could have imagined that this would have grown from mm-hmm. that action but i just was doing anything anything i could do right <laughs> you know? well so when she was eight years old i guess she she really learned about climate change and made her family become vegans and also i guess both for i, I know her mom is was a famous she's a opera, famous opera singer, opera singer in sweden who's done some pop stuff too. yeah but she made her stop taking planes to you know concerts and things too yeah. um but she so greta is um she does, she does have asperger's right and she i think it's neat that she says that it's actually her superpower because people on the spectrum they see black and white so she can see just clearly that there is a huge problem and nobody is doing anything about it right the other thing about people with asperger's is they have a tendency to fixate on things mm. so mm-hmm. instead of just like moving on or you know getting over something quickly uh, they fixate on them. So for her, this is like, wait, why? You know, you're changing the subject. Like, I, my brain doesn't work like that. My brain is like, no, we have to keep fixating on this until we fix it. Right. <laughs> and that is a superpower. And we're really, I think, in some ways, there's a lot of talk about why has she been the face of this movement so much? Mm-hmm. And because there are a lot of other young ch- people who have been speaking up and doing things and coming in front of um, people, uh, and a lot of them tend to be children of color people of color Mm -hmm. and so there has been some talk about how well of course it's this like white girl from sweden from sweden (laughs) that like is everyone's paying attention to and i think that there definitely is some truth to that um that 
the Western world is more apt to listen to a white girl than mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. know, a Native American girl or something, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. But um, I think the other thing, though, about her is her Asperger's. I mm-hmm. think that people don't under don't under don't undervalue the fact that this this disability, quote unquote, actually has been one of the things that has made her so her voice so loud. Mm. And that's really cool and mm-hmm. inspiring in itself. Mm-hmm. There's a I I wouldn't mind just mentioning some of the other kids though. I know Greta obviously is very inspirational and um, has done so much, but even she mentions very clearly. She's like, "This isn't about me." She's like, "Oh, I'm." Many, many, many other people have started this work. I'm just mm-hmm. participating in mm-hmm. things that they've done. So a couple of other young people that have been working really hard. Um, Autumn, I think you pronounce her name Peltier who is a water protector, Native American uh, woman, and spoke at the UN to protect water. Um, Reed Hima Pandey, who's 11 of India, and Carl Smith, 17 of Alaska, are two of the 16 youth that have filed a landmark UN complaint against five of the world's biggest carbon polluters. Yes. Um, I mean, things like people like wow. that. Um, RT, hmm. Artemisa, I want to say is her name. Uh Zach Riaba, <laughs> that's I'm probably butchering that name, but um, she's from the Brazilian Amazon, and she spoke in New York City uh, recently and said, you know, if it keeps going like this, 20 years from now, my house will become a desert, my people will become at risk of being coming history. So there's lots of people, young people from all across the world right now that are speaking out and um, have been speaking out for a mm. long time too. So we wanted to make sure everybody knows about that. Too, yes, you know? that's great. Well, so we. St- discussed this topic a couple weeks ago when she came to New York City and talked to the UN um, about at the climate summit and she gave a very passionate Greta uh, gave a very passionate speech and what we then found out was the amount of trolls that went after her after her speech and uh, if you haven't seen her speech everyone please type in Greta Thunberg's climate summit speech because I think it's very important for people to see and then you can understand kind of you know what we're talking about the she backlash. said yeah the backlash yeah. of it and I mean her biggest thing was how dare you how right. dare you rob us of our future right. basically but it's been more incredible than her speech has been the backlash to her to her and that these primarily conservative white men Middle-aged, Middle-aged yes. men have really been digging in on her from so many different angles, really trying to tear her down from all these angles. Um, we thought it might be a good uh, way to do troll, troll time. time and read some of these uh, trolls that um, that Greta's been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our favorite trolls is the president of the United States the of America. The Cheeto in Chief. <laughs> um, he wrote and some people are actually thinking that maybe he didn't even write this they think that maybe one of his um aides or something did because it seemed like too put well put together for one of his tweets because <laughs> it wasn't as out of control but apparently she uh, he wrote uh she seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future so nice to see which is the most condescending thing to say and then i think they posted even the video and oh then god was that so fuck, fuck that guy that. greta did then change her twitter bio after donald trump tweeted that um and she changed her bio to the description as um a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future right, which is <laughs> which so I cool think. of great. her which Good. is so great um, Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin, who's Republican, he posted a video telling a reporter 
Um, she's articulate. She's an intelligent woman, young woman. She's very emotional. She's very passionate. She's remarkably ill-informed. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Great. That's a governor. That's yeah. a, the governor of Kentucky. This one blew my mind. This wasn't so much a quote, but I don't have an actual quote. But this blew my mind that um, the disability group president made a remark. This is a guy that's president of a like a local non for profit for disability groups. Wondered on Facebook if the sixteen year old Swede had mongoloidism. Oh my God. So not only is he like accusing her of having a disability that she doesn't have, but also calling it like the most un-PC term. Yeah, and he's supposed to be that. the president of this like disability group. Oh God. Well, Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire on Fox News uh, called Greta a mentally ill Swedish child. Right. On air, on television. Right. That's the, right. I, but here's the good news. So he, she's been getting all this heat from people. Another other angles that people are taking are that she's being manipulated by the liberal media. She's being manipulated by, by her, her parents, her you know, for like fame mongering. Or Although you've seen nothing about her parents, really. So I don't believe at all that they're trying to get something out of this. Um, but one thing that's been really cool about all this is how a lot of these arguments don't seem to be sticking. The mm-hmm. way that a lot of these things ca- have been kind of sticking some in the past, some of it, and they were attributing it partially to her ability to be like, I don't care. <laughs> so that's, a, that's <laughs> right, one thing. Right. But the other thing that they said was one of the reasons why they thought it was working, it wasn't sticking so well, is that she doesn't come out there with a political agenda. Mm. She doesn't come out and say, so this is what we need to do to make these things happen. She, in fact, says, I'm a child. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not educated in these things the way that the professionals are. She's mm-hmm. like, my voice is here to make way for the voices of the scientists. I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to them. Mm-hmm. That's what she says about this. And the fact that she doesn't have a political perspective is one of the things why they can't manipulate her oh. arguments. And what blows my mind is that all these people that are shitting on her Never once take a moment and say, let's address what she's bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. They just want to criticize her for being a young kid, for being a little girl, for being having Asperger's. Mm -hmm. Nobody has spoken up and said, wow, you know, but her message is really resonating or her message makes sense. They just attack her as a person. You know why? Because there's no there's no argument against it. First of all, well, they don't have the answer. Right. And I was reading, it's like, these middle-aged white conservative men are are terrified. They are actually terrified because they don't have the answer. Well, they, don't, they can't fix the climate. Well, and I think beyond that, a lot of these people that are, like the pol- politicians and things that are speaking up, it's not just that, they, they, I mean, we have the answer. The answer is in the Green but New Deal. But it's a new economy. That, but the to them, that, that, that isn't an answer. They well, don't, right, because they are, because they lose money. They, right. Right. That's why. Because their hands not, are completely tied with but these it's big corporations. Not even, and it's not even that they want to change. I mean, they would lose money. Everybody would lose money. They don't want it to change. No. They want it to just like, they want to die quietly, you know, in two years because they're also goddamn old and not <laughs> think about it at all. Right. But, um, but unfortunately, that's just not what's happening. So what's been also cool about Greta, though, is that she, th- there is a movement happening, mm-hmm. like a real movement happening. Um, that feels like it's gonna stick mm. in a really good way. I don't think we're gonna go back from this. It's 
unlike the women's march where everything seemed to kind of fall apart. <laughs> One thing that's cool about her, because she doesn't have a lot of political motives, her message is very, very crystal clear, which mm-hmm. is like, we need to do something and we need to do something now. Mm-hmm. That's the message. Mm-hmm. And People can get behind that. That's a message that it's hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things that's solidifying this movement so well. Mm-hmm. It definitely has made me stop and think, like, what personally I can do. At first, to be honest, I was like, well, I mean, I'm doing everything I can do. It's really just the big corporations that are the ones at fault. But really, I think if every single person starts, you know, doing meatless Mondays, start carrying around aluminum water bottles... Um, you know, start composting. Yeah. If every single person started doing that, start carpooling, start riding bikes, start walking sure. more, and then doing- that could really reduce the carbon footprint. For sure. One of the things that I started doing, which has made me really realize like how many plastic bags I use, is I bought a bunch of um, just like they're they're I can stick them onto my keychain and they're just little carrying right. little bags that I can carry with me and I use those only for my groceries now and anytime I buy something I don't take the plastic bag at all I pull out one of my travel bags why are they making plastic bags still though um I that's mean, like the craziest thing it's like it's that people, is the that's the, the thing but it's the convenience I mean this right. is why people are really I, I met this guy at a wedding not too long ago who was like the head of some big environmental thing and he's been working in this environmental stuff for years and years and years trying to make a difference and I said well how do you feel about what you've done and he was like I, I feel terrible I haven't done anything I mean I've been trying and you know so but I said to him I was like well, what's one of the biggest thing it's the companies right the corporations are the mm. big problem and he was like for sure and and the government has to start making some like changes he's like but also people don't like to be inconvenienced no, people don't want to stop all. flying. They don't want to stop using their plastic bags. They don't want to think about it. They want to. They want to use their plastic forks. So one of the things that I did was I bought these um, transportable bags that are easy to fold up and don't take up a lot of space. And I use those all the time. I even have some of those bags that you like. You know, like the little plastic bags you put like the fruit in if you have, like loose fruit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever, loose nuts, whatever. I have little reusable bags for those too. So you have to you have to remember them. You have to bring them with you. But once you get in that habit, it's not a big deal. I have like um, forks and knives and things that I carry with me so I don't have to use plastic forks and knives anymore mm-hmm. and things like that like it, it you think oh well what is how, what what good do I do and then you think over the course of a year how many bags I've saved oh yeah the amount of times I pull that bag out a day you know just to right. buy like a, a soda or something people always want to put it in a bag and you're like right. no, I don't want it in a bag <laughs> I'll tell you what I fucking hate those paper straws though but the way to to fix that Carry around a stainless steel straw. Which I do. There you go. Way to go. You get a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Yeah, I should. (laughs) You should. Um, But there's also, so there's definitely things like that. Um, There's also, I found this really great list at the David Suzuki Foundation. I don't know anything about David Suzuki. I hope I'm not promoting somebody that sucks. But um, (laughs) I did like this list. And here were top 10 things he said would be good. Um, Demand climate solutions this election. So making sure that we're talking about it during the elections because people historically have sort of swept that one under the rug even though it seems to be the most important one. So making sure that, you know, we get our politicians to talk about this stuff mm-hmm. and, and saying like, I'm not going to vote for you if you don't have a good plan. Mm-hmm. Just don't, and don't vote for them. Right. And really stick with that. Um, use your energy wisely and that'll save money too. So a lot of people, especially in the United States, were real bad about leaving the lights on and leaving the air conditioning mm-hmm. running and leaving things, whatever, but leaving the fridge open for too long. Mm-hmm. All those things take up energy and the more energy we use, the more fossil fuels we need to run those plants to, that give us our energy. Do you uh, and your roommates do the clean energy uh, program 
that Con Edison what is that offers. One? I'm not sure. Basically, I guess you pay for clean energy, but you're not paying for your specific apartment oh, for clean energy. You're actually paying for it for somebody else to have clean energy. But it is a little bit more expensive, but it's I a don't really know great if program. You do it, but because I don't take yeah. care of the You bills. see them all the time. Yeah, you should. S- you see them, s- you know, around the subway station trying to get you or on the street and be like, hey, you have a minute? And then fin- finally right. one time I was like, yeah, I do have a minute. What's up? And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That's Switch cool. This. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, those energy efficient light bulbs. I know people don't always love them, but they're getting better. Another the cool thing Con Edison here in New York City will come to your apartment and change your light bulbs. I don't actually, I don't know if they <laughs> actually come to your. I don't know them. if they literally come to your apartment or but they will drop off Some energy saving yeah. that would be great i know they i want to like have a sexy man come mm, change my light bulbs all that mm-hmm. <laughs> um but also things that people forget about are like winterizing your home so like you can get uh oh yeah what are those things called storm windows <laughs> have you ever done storm windows that's like where you put it's like basically a piece of saran wrap <laughs> oh yeah you put You've onto done your that. window and i tried it one year where i had a really bad draft and holy crap it worked like a miracle I need to I do that because I got bad. them cracks in the walls. Yeah, I mean, in New York City, maybe this isn't something <laughs> to live in a Everyone's bubble like, soon. what are they talking about? I don't have problems like that. In New York City, you have a lot of problems. Like can I saran wrap my uh, air conditioner and just leave it in all, all year you long? You can. You could totally saran wrap into really? you could You could, in your window, you could storm drain it. Storm, not storm drain it. Storm <laughs> window it. Okay. Anyway, what else can we do? Um, get charged up with renewables. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, oh, like renewable batteries? Oh, renewable energy. I think that they're saying, too, that, like, just trying to use renewable batteries and things like that and whatever. Great. Also, I'm a big fan of buying uh, used clothing. Oh, That's yeah. That's something to get more into. Yeah. Um, eat for climate for a climate-stable planet, right? We are talking about mm-hmm. that, eating less meat. And um, local. To, yeah, exactly. Local. Eating local. Don't waste food. That's one thing I've been working on, too, is that we also have a tendency to buy too much. And it's like, when your bananas go brown, it's like, watch your bananas die. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> Don't buy so many spaghetti bananas. squash up there that's been there for two months. You better eat it. Ah. <laughs> Even if it's liquid. It's sprouting. Drink it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> drink it. Just drink it. Another thing you can do is start a climate conversation. So some of our listeners might be coming from areas where people don't like to talk about climate change. Um, you could be the one to start a conversation. You may lose some friends. It's okay. It's worth it. We're all going to lose friends if we all die. Um, so <laughs> They're all be dead. Okay, good. Uh, green your commute. So we're saying use a bike. Don't take planes so much. Um you know, take public transit if it's in your. That's another thing we got to work on. It's getting more public transit. In oh this my god! Country, but yeah, being in Nashville last week, it was just you see, you know, one person in a car driving, and it's the traffic is as bad as Los Angeles now. It's crazy, and nobody carpools because it's not cool. You guys, it's super cool. It's yeah, carpooling is really fun. You can like put on a fun album and like yeah, jam sing out. along. It's really neat. Yeah, I love to carpool because I don't drive. Um, <laughs> also, uh, also waste less, use less. I think that one of the other problems that we have and people kind of freak out about like the the economy people really freak out about is that uh we live in this like disposable society right now where everything is so so people buy like plastic toys and people buy you know the fast fashion clothes and things and everything's so wasteful so let's stop doing that we don't need so much stuff that is that is that is capitalism at its worst, telling you you need more stuff. You won't be happy without more stuff. Right. Think about that a little bit more in your lives. Um, so this one is the one that I really was excited about. Now, I can't really do any of this because I don't have any money, but I hadn't thought of this. One of the things you can do is if you do invest money, if you have invest in stocks or any of that stuff, don't invest in fossil fuel companies. 
take your money away from them. This isn't just about not spending money on fossil fuels or companies that, you know, mm-hmm. stop investing. Yeah. Stop sending your money there, period. Instead, talk to your banking person or whatever who <laughs> manages your money and say, I want you to invest some of my money in renewable oh. energy that will support the companies. And it will prove to the economy and the economists that this is a a, a way that we can shift our economy over. These are the ways, these are practical ways that we can actually shift this economy over in a way that works. But you Mm -hmm. gotta, we all gotta get on board and be like, no, no, Satan, Exxon. (laughs) Be gone. And get into like, yay, green windmill or whatever. I read that we use 100 million barrels of oil a day. Yes. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Wow. Well, and think of like, because again, I mean, what oh, the oil, it, it charges, it does everything. It like, right. You use it for, you know, everything for our electricity, for everything. People don't know what the, con- what the connections are really, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're just support your, or join youth led movements, like we were talking about, and then get politically active and vote. Those are their advice things. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is to find that candidate in 2020 that, is completely in line with your climate change, you know, theories, or ideas and and vote for them. (laughs) And making sure that this is a priority. I think some people think like, oh, you know what's more important than climate change? My health insurance. And it's like, guess what? Right. Your health insurance is useless to you when you're underwater. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that we have to reprioritize climate change as like a real issue in politics. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also some things that people can do, like infrastructure things, where we start to like defend our cities a little bit better, <laughs> which yeah. is more of a defensive move than it is an active move. But I think all those things together are important. Well, I think these smaller cities, and I keep talking about Nashville because I was just there for two weeks, um, they were trying to pass um, more of like a public transit, maybe like a, a, a light rail that could come into downtown to relieve all the traffic, and they voted it down. And so, I mean, that's it's you, insane. How are you? Yeah, it's it is insane. It's absolutely insane. And what were their reasons? Do you know? They don't want the hoodlums to come in right. through their neighborhoods. It's is pure racism, basically. Yeah. It's conservatives like being right. scared of change, and you know, I mean, and in Nashville, and in a lot of big cities. I mean, in, in a lot of cities, it's the poor people that are using mass transit, right? And so these these. It makes me so angry. It makes me so, so angry because, I, you know, I was there and it, it took me an hour to get across town. And, you know, and every person I passed, it's one person in a right. huge SUV. Right. And you don't need that. You, you guys do I'm not so need sorry that. if you're driving no. your SUV around. Unless you work for some company where you're lugging shit around all the time. You don't need a you huge SUV. You, you just don't. don't. And I'm sorry. And it's a keeping up the keeping up with the Joneses type thing, you know? That's and why I, they get these huge suburban suburb suburban. And it's things. easy for us to say this right now, living in your city. We don't even have cars or whatever, right? <laughs> and so you might be listening to this podcast in your suburban. Right. And you know, you have your kids and you're you're taking him to soccer or whatever it is and you're like oh but i love my big car i totally get it but these are the kinds of things we're talking about when we're talking about making some sacrifices Mm -hmm. you know it's like a little bit of comfort to have like a big car or you can have like a beautiful little car it's not like we're saying you can't ever drive again it's just that these gas guzzling things it's not helping anybody Mm -hmm. and don't i mean if i have children i would like to prove to my children that i'm actually trying to make their future better sure no judgment, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you do you. These are just some well, options. We're just trying to open some eyes, and I don't want to shame you. No, that's and another I think thing. that the thing is that people just don't always know 
the right. full story. And and you know why? Because it's really, really scary. Yeah. It's really, really, really scary. And I, I'm a person that has a lot of anxiety. And like I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night just in, in a cold sweat thinking like, oh, my God, like mm. we're all going to be dead soon if we don't do something about this. And I will say some of these movements that have been like really taking hold and now it's more in the news than it's been. Um that's probably freaking a lot of people out and that's what the backlash is. But for someone like me that's been stressed about this for a good 20 years, uh, it feels so good to finally have people talking mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. It really does alleviate a little of my anxiety only because it feels like now there's a, maybe a chance. Mm-hmm. Whereas before when people ignore it, then we all go down the sinking ship and we don't even know it's sinking or something. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, one thing that I do think that Greta and the, all these young kids and, and politicians everywhere need to change in their language about climate change is that it's I I really do think this that it's not about the earth dying I mean obviously mankind is ruining mother earth let me tell you I think mother earth will be a-okay for sure it's the human we're gonna die right 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 and a good point a friend of mine made um is and I haven't watched this, but Chernobyl on HBO. Have you watched? The, I haven't watched. We got to watch it. I know about I the story of Chernobyl. Yes. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. But she was making a good point of that. I guess it happened maybe thirty something years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there was a huge nuclear explosion. A lot of people died, and um, and and it's a radioactive area. Guess so people what? had to move. And out. Guess, so there's yeah, no they, humans. No humans there. there. Guess yeah. what? It's thriving. Wildlife is thriving. And it only took 30 years. And it only took... Yeah. So guess what? Mother Earth is going to be A-OK when the world dies. But we won't. (laughs) But we won't. Right. So I think that's the thing that we need to be talking about even more is that, yes, the climate is changing. And yes, that, you know, the... uh, Everything is horrible and terrible and stuff. But it's the... Humans are going to die out. Right. But I humans think people, are going, but that's going to scare people. For some even reason, more. that doesn't seem to even be enough to scare people into it. I was listening uh, to this person who worked for this big company talking about some this exact thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you get people to want to change? Like, and the people that have money, the companies right. and things. And she was saying, "There's what was it that they broke it down to three types of people? One was a type that really wanted to help other people. They wanted to actively as a company." help mm. and there's you're seeing mm-hmm. some of that more and more mm-hmm. people donating more money people saying like actually like these weird loopholes you're giving us trump like we don't want them anymore we want to actually stand up and, and take responsibility then you have the companies that don't want to do harm they don't necessarily mm. want to fix anything but they just don't want to make it they want to be like a medium mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and then there's the companies that just where the the person personally doesn't want to be hurt they don't mm. care about people right. in general. They don't right. care about helping. They just want to make sure they cover their butts. And the only way to cover their, to make them scared is to say, we're not going to buy your product anymore. Mm. Your bottom line is screwed. Your investors are screwed unless you make some changes that we want. Mm. And so the, her argument was that that even just the notion of like you're hurting people, it doesn't really affect some people. They don't care. But if you tell them we're gonna, you're going to make less money, mm. Then that's then what gets so that's why we have to really encourage people to not shop at places where people are not doing good things, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the only way that you can like get to these people. And just that as an individual, you really can make a huge change. Yes, you can. You can Greta make a difference. Is a perfect a example. One, yeah, of she's this. one 
16 year old young lady who sat who's by herself right outside the parliament right. one day and she was like fuck this and, pe- and she's had people you know she does the school striking on fridays like p- students walking out from schools all over the world yeah, now it's amazing so i mean because i also sorry i keep saying this but when i was back in nashville yeah. i got in, <laughs> i got in a fight actually not a fight but just a very terse discussion with a man at a sports bar uh, it was your fucking typical situation where it was like I was sitting with my friend Jenna. She's a beautiful girl. And then my friend Matthew was sitting kind of close, but he was watching the football game. And then this man like came and was like, whoa, this seat. Can I sit in between you? I would like to watch this game. And I said, no, no, we're, we're talking. We haven't seen each other. And he did not take no for an answer. Right. And he pulled up a chair and he sat right between us. And being a nice, polite Southern girl, you know, I just allowed it, which that's this is that's why we have this podcast. I'm, I'm trying to empower myself to right. be like, no, I'm talking to my friend here and I don't want you to join right. us. No. But this guy did not take no for an answer. And he sat down and and then, you know, we did start having a conversation. And then, of course, it got political. Right. And of course, he says he doesn't vote because his vote doesn't matter. And he the only reason why he voted in this last election and he did vote for Hillary Clinton is because his ex-wife made him to. And I was like, well, Literally. I'm sad that she's her ex-wife now. Right. But um, but he, he kept going on and on and on and on and on about his vote doesn't matter. And I, that that to me personally, that makes me so upset when I hear an American saying that their vote doesn't matter because it does. And the truth is, but like they want you to think it doesn't matter because right, they, they don't, don't want you to vote. Right. And the right. truth is there's a lot of voter suppression right now. There's a lot of, I get it. I don't even necessarily trust the poll, the polling stations right. and things, but if more people come out, there's also still a very small percentage of people that are going out to vote period. So if everybody actually yes. went out and voted, it could, your vote does yeah. matter. If and everybody does it, your vote really does matter. And, and also we have to work on voter suppression because right. we got to make sure everybody's right. vote does matter. Right. You know? Yeah. But yeah, you go and vote. It takes like two seconds. Yeah. If you wait in line a little bit, bring your goddamn. We got like listen to our podcast while you're waiting in oh line. Oh my god, yeah, that would be so great. Why not play a game on your little hand computer, which is also your phone? <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, I don't know. We're you, doomed. You, you matter. <laughs> no, no. We. No, we I hope doomed. that I hope that people listening this excites them for the future and not makes you feel like you're we're doomed. But it means, and I'm just kidding about the doomed. I think that we're not doomed if, if. you listen. I'm talking to you right now. Who's listening to this? You do something. Mm -hmm. We all do something. It is on you. It is on me. It is on all of us to start Mm -hmm. making changes, to having these hard conversations, to, you know, look, a lot of our lives are luxury, (laughs) you know? And I know that we don't always feel that way when we don't make a lot of money. But the truth is, like, back in the day, people pooped in holes. (laughs) Do you want to go back to pooping in a hole? I really don't want to do that. So we got to step up and do stuff, okay? (laughs) I mean, I think they're trying to figure out how poop can then run cars and things. I would love a poop That'd car. Be great. Why That'd not? That'd be amazing. The poop in your car. That's oh my the God. lap of luxury. Can Man. you imagine pooping in your car while you're driving? You don't have to stop. Oh, See? Talk about a dream come poo. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, it's amazing. Speaking of a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, nice segue. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, we have paired with adamandeve.com. We couldn't be more happy to be with this really cool company. Yes. It's the number one adult sex toy online company, right? Yeah. And you can, I've been perusing. I'm oh, cruising. Yeah. You can get a lot of really cool stuff on there. <laughs> I might just break the bank at avenue.com. <laughs> 
But what's cool about AdamandEve.com uh, in terms of our affiliation with them mm-hmm. is that we have a promo code right now. It's a uh, Horio. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is that free stuff is really great, right? We love free stuff, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even a better. Yeah, guys, guess what? You select almost any one item for 50% off and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. That's right. You just have to enter that code I mentioned, Horio, at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. Ooh, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her or a special gift for her, special gift for her, a special gift for him and him. I'm just trying to, you know, make it to include everybody. Uh, but then you get a third item you'll both enjoy. That's right. And you also get six free spicy movies. What? <laughs> that's that's crazy. I love a good movie. <laughs> Plus free shipping. That's right. So that's Horeo, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horeo at adamandeve.com. Well, this has been a thrilling day. <laughs> if you have any e- questions you want to send us at uh, difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com, that'd be great. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us more, you can follow us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are under Reformed Horrors on Patreon. Patreon is an incredible crowd funding source for artists, guys. A lot of people, a lot of my friends are like, what is Patreon? And I'm like, you don't know what Patreon is? Everyone's doing Patreon. It's a way for our fans, our Horios, to connect with us and to kind of get to see the behind the scenes. We post videos of, well, we just posted one about us going to Beyonce a couple years ago. And then we post uh, songs that never should be heard by anybody except people following on Patreon. So you get exclusive (laughs) content that not everybody else gets to see. And you get to connect with us in a new way. And you get to support us and help us make more content that is super fun and exciting. Yes. Thanks to people subscribing to us on Patreon recently we were able to afford a videographer to come and film our show that we just had in New York City that we'll be soon posting on Patreon. Right. So you can see our live show there. How neat. So head on over to patreon.com. I think it's slash Reformed Horse. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> thanks for joining us too. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Just like, just like the perfect woman Curves in all the right places And mountainous bosoms She's nurturing, supportive And satisfies our needs And girl knows how to grow some really sick weed Like an independent lady She's a force to be reckoned with And she's getting pretty tired Of all our bullshit We've been needy, we've been greedy Giving her a lot of flack We've been physically abusive And she's ready to fight back Drilling in the hurry today Saying baby just a little more Can't keep on sucking her dry She's not a little whore We've been so very selfish Only wanting our needs met But now we've seen the error of our ways And are full of regret